Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lax Report podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. My guest today is the Juan Diego head coach, Greg Stamatoff, who hails from Massachusetts. We talk about Juan Diego. We talk about his journey to Utah and his time playing at Villanova and much, much more. I really enjoyed this episode and I hope you do too. So here is Coach Stamatoff. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me and excited to talk Utah lacrosse. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. You know, you'd sent me an email a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, I'm the new head coach at Juan Diego. How do I how do I get on the podcast? And I said, I just happen to have a break in the schedule. I'd love to have you on. In, in talking just before this, lots of awesome stories to tell. And so I'm really excited for this podcast. <laughs> Tim, pleasure's mine. And, um, you know, people like you doing what you do for the sport, giving players, teams the the exposure to get on the map, get to the next level and, you know, live in the moment too and enjoy what you're doing at that given time. It just, it, it means so much to just all the players, all the, all the people that are part of the game. Cause heck, you know, I wouldn't have played at the next level, so to speak, uh, if I didn't get help from folks like you. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's why I'm coaching, you know, to to just help these kids, whether it's on or off the field. So thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. Let's, let's start with the basics. It's the first question I ask every guest. How, why, when <laughs> did you start playing lacrosse? Uh, well, my, my dad is from... Armong, New York, and it, you know, it's big in New York, but spread over to Massachusetts. I was in first grade, got a stick for Christmas behind the tree, just tucked in there and out playing catch outside winter Massachusetts that morning. And, uh, you know, it's actually, it's actually kind of awesome. Like we, I played for our rival town that we hated so much first grade. Cause we didn't have a lacrosse team. My dad, Matt noon and Andrew Curran, um, some back East fellas, they, they got together, started Foxborough youth lacrosse, Foxborough high school lacrosse that next year when I was in second grade, had a U15, U, U11 and U, U13, not in that order, <laughs> but, uh, started it up, got the high school program going. And, you know, I started in U11 and worked my way on up and so did all of our buddies. And like, they ended up you know, 15, 20 years later, it's a, it's a great program and has an amazing feeder program and just, it has an amazing culture. And that's like, that's so important. Um, so just to be a part of that and to see that, heck yeah, that's why I started playing lacrosse, but like, it's just such a long story. And, um, you know, just building a program like that, heck, if every town could do it, America would straight up be a greater place. I mean, I, I mean we can't with, you know, folks like us all, all joining, go to a new place and boom, you know, start it. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're not uh, certainly the only one who's come from the East Coast, but everyone who has come from the East Coast uh, has definitely contributed. Uh, and obviously, we appreciate it. Yeah, after high school, you ended up playing at Villanova, graduated in 2016. When you think back to your time at Vin Villanova, you know, what, what sort of stands out? Was it a certain game? Was it a certain player or teammate? You know, what, what kind of comes to mind when you think about your time there? Uh, the, the first word that comes to mind is culture. Uh, we just had a great group of guys like freshman year. You get in there, you don't know what to expect. People are trying to make friends and whatnot. Like you don't even have to worry about that. You get 40 great fellas in the locker room right off the bat. Everyone treated, uh, 
treated us so well. And, you know, we gave it back as we got older, but just the, the camaraderie and, and the, uh, the time spent with those guys was amazing. The coaching was, was awesome. Like I, I love my coaches still talk to them, hit them up every week, leave them voice messages because they don't answer half the time. But like just the, just the way they kind of helped us understand the game and grow up as young men, like you do so much growing in those years and uh, you know, credit to them on and off the field. Um, but it's, it's gotta be that. And of course, you know, I love playing every day. I, I, uh, you know, it was kind of turbulent, started freshman year, got benched, come back, not don't do much. My sophomore year, my good buddy, Dan Willis started come back junior year and, um, split time with Willis. We had a great little system. And then senior year, I, I, uh, kind of hurt my shoulder a little bit, but like through all of that, you know, it's so tough. Everyone wants tick and just some time on the field, of course. But like when you got a great culture and a great team, um, it's just, it, it's more than that. And, you know, I was fired up every day to go out and practice and like help the squad get better. And heck I'd get to go against the ones if I'm not starting. So it's just like, it's awesome to give them a test. And there's just so many inches in the game where, you know, you can help um, and just make the team better, improve the culture. Um, so four years, it was, it was incredible. Uh, you know, I, I loved all of it, I guess. Absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of lessons to be learned there for, for the, the players that are listening, you know, it's not always, going to be starting every, every game, uh, you know, or, or this or that you, you, you have to play a role sometimes. And, and that's what you do. And, and it's like, I always tell my little sixth grade team, it's all about your attitude and your effort. Right. And so it sounds like you had a great attitude and, and was given an hundred percent effort all the time. When you think about sort of your D one experience, was there a game that stood out to you or, or maybe like in a road trip where, you know, you'll always remember um, you know, one game, I, I got a, I got a couple. One, uh, was against Penn State at home against the late great Connor Darcy. Um, just playing with him and knowing him was just such a treat. The guy was, he's just, just a stud. And uh, playing him and his, my buddy Danny Seibel played attack for us. His cousin was on the field with us, and it was just like. It was electric. So love those guys. And, um, you know, we, we won that one actually. Uh, one we lost that I sure remember is, uh, against Hopkins in the snow, my junior year, you know, we came out pretty good, but they're kind of a powerhouse, a little bit of a wagon and, and ended up beating us, but playing in the snow. And it's so funny, actually, my mom has an awesome picture in our house of me making a save on like, I think it was Wells Stanwood coming around the crease. And I'm just like, you know, stuffing him on goal line extended. My eyes are totally closed. Every one of my buddies chirps me for it when they see it. Um, and they're like, you did that every shot. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, just the the road trips, you know, you it's it's a business trip, but you enjoy yourselves as well. So um, there are so many good, good uh, experiences in different venues, you know, seeing what other programs are like and, um it's just bonding time with the team, but those are the two big ones that stick out. Heck, I, I would, I could talk about it for an hour. Sure. And, and maybe we'll save that for another podcast coach. <laughs> uh, after, after college, you graduate, uh, you know, you're looking for something to do. You, you end up in Idaho of all places as a hunting guide at a, at a resort in Idaho. 
I love Idaho, but it's certainly an interesting decision coming from someone from Massachusetts. Tell us about that decision and then ultimately how you ended up in Utah. Well, yeah, heck, I mean, yo, it, it's so funny. I, I did a, I did economics for three years at Nova, had an internship in Boston and realized it just, it just wasn't for me. I didn't want to, uh, to do that type of grind. Just wanted to apply myself in other ways. So I finished up majoring in English, like liberal arts in, uh, at Nova and, you know, with English, people are always like, oh, what are you going to be a teacher? And being, I, I would love to be a teacher. I, being a coach is so great, but like, you know, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but while I figure it out, I'm going to go do a different passion of mine since I've lived and breathed lacrosse for so long, grew up hunting in New York and wanted to just do it big time. And, uh, went to, went to a quick guide school just to learn more about packing like horses and, um, just how to, how to deal with really the main thing I learned was about horses and just how to, you know, conduct yourself in an outfit. Then I got, uh, hooked up with this guy, Ed Hyder, who had me come to Pistol Creek Ranch, just kind of as a helper, a couple, this, a couple fellas on the, you know, guiding, we had three, you know, guides and one of them went down for a couple of weeks, got to lead a couple elk hunts and whatnot. And, you know, it's so funny, just like we were talking about, about playing time. Sometimes you get your chance and you just got to step up and, you know, met some really great guys. One of them is uh Harry Yorin. He's actually on mountain man. And I help him run his, uh, his outfit up in Idaho still a little bit, but um, made my way down to Utah and it's, it's been great here. I've been here for five years. You can, I, I go up there all the time to visit with them. And uh, it was just, it's so funny. You, you go do one thing, you make one decision uh, to, to try something and you have lifelong, lifelong buddies and connections and experiences. So, so glad I did it, but I, you know, I am loving Utah so much to offer. I mean, a little bit, little bit further along in lacrosse, I'd say. Uh, but sure. heck, they're, I, they might not be far behind up there. Yeah, totally. No, there's some great, there's some great programs up there. There's a bunch of guys who are, are passionate about the sport. Uh, you, you had been to Utah before. You mentioned that your dad uh, had had been to Hill Air Force Base. You'd come out here and ski. But what were some of the first things that you sort of noticed about Utah lacrosse when when you got here? Well, you know, just, just going back. Yeah. Dad was at Hill and we'd come out to ski and snowboard and I kind of, you know, we had family friends and they actually, you know, they're kind of back East transplants too a little bit. So their kids were playing lacrosse and, you know, I had heard a skyline um, just cause their kid went there. They lived in Sandy and um, you know, you hear of park city and heck I heard of like Juan Diego just heard, you know, park city is a powerhouse and so on and so forth. But like, um, it took me a little while to get to like get my neck around and, and see what was happening in the sport. You know, I kind of for the last like three years, um, prior prior to coaching because I did last year. This will be my second year. Um, when I when I first started coaching with Juan Diego, I mean, immediately you can see that the kids have a passion for the sport, and you got they had were fortunate enough a varsity and a JV program. Um, so you got to see the different, the different levels. You got some kids that have applied themselves since, you know, first grade and they're, they got stick skills and they can really play the game now. And, and kids that 
kind of joining late um, and, and had wished they'd started earlier, but, you know, are still giving a great effort. And, you know, that's kind of a microcosm of the whole state, I think. I mean, you got teams like Park City that are just wagons and um, corner, my God, like they're <laughs> electric every year, an absolute buzzsaw. And you got other teams that, heck, they just started. I mean, look at Juan Diego and the division um, we're in and the size of our school. It's just, uh, it's difficult to compete with some of those teams. But as, as time passes and, you know, these youth programs build up a bit more, I think it's going to, it'll certainly even out. I mean, heck, look everywhere else back East, same thing happened. It just takes time and people, just older folks investing people or investing time into you know, showing people it's great support. Cause like, let's be honest, when you get a young kid out on the field and you know, every team has a couple, it's their first year. And you know, you're, you're slowing up the drill. You can't catch and throw. Like it's really tough. And the sport stinks when you can't play it well. Um, and it's so smooth when you're watching, you know, Duke play on Saturday and you're like, Oh, like that's, a, that's amazing. Um, but I, you know, I think everyone kind of ups their game as, as time passes and people keep investing in it. Absolutely. And, and I want you to tell the story real quick about how you, uh, came in contact with Juan Diego. You were, you were at yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing a, uh, wearing a veil lacrosse shirt of all things. How funny is that? Um, yeah, I had never, had never been to yoga in my life. Um, and my girlfriend was just like, Hey, you, like come with me once. And I'm, I love new experiences, new sports. I'll play. I love playing sports that I'm not good at so I can get better. Yoga certainly one of those hobbies that are activities that I'm not very good at, but I embrace the challenge because I'm not flexible, but anywho, I went and I'm wearing the veil gear. Veil lax 2012, literally a 10, 11 year old shirt. And he just, you know, uh, Brian Davis, he was one of our assistant coaches last year. He moved, but, um, he, you know, he noticed and he just asked if I had played, you know, I had shorts with a number on the front. Like he could just tell from a summer tournament, uh, war at the shore. And he, uh, he's just like, Hey, why don't you come by our practice tomorrow? And, you know, just see if you can like help out, bring it to point, you know, give a few pointers, watch us. Um, and I was like, sure, I'm game. So I did. And, you know, you show up and you got to earn a little respect. Otherwise people are just like, you know, they just look at you out of the side of their eye, but it took some time. I, I kept coming back. I mean, I was assistant last year and didn't plan to coach that year. And it, and it happened after the first game. So like, you know, I wasn't there when, during all the beginning stages. So, but it still felt like a full season, I'll be honest. And, um, you know, now I'm back, but it, it was just such a happenstance running with coach Davis and, um, you know, so glad I went to that yoga class. Uh, here I am. And, and that's a great lesson to be learned. Uh, first is to do whatever your girlfriend asks you to. And second, try new things. Right. And third, maybe we should all go to yoga and see what happens. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, I still need to go to class number two here soon, but, uh, <laughs> no, it was a blast. Uh, let, let's fast forward to this year. Let's talk about Juan Diego. Obviously, the, the playoff system's changed, and so it's going to be 6A, 5A, 4A. Juan Diego's in 4A, so they'll be competing in the same region as uh, Judge, who's a rival, Waterford, who's a rival, and also UMA. And then you'll be paired up in the playoffs with, with the, the teams from Cache Valley. As you look at, you know, across this season, you know, we talked earlier, 
You've got a great schedule lined up. Tell us some of the teams that are on the schedule, some of the, the games that you're looking forward to. Happy to. Um, so for for the JD schedule, we got 16 games in, getting the most out of our season. That's what you got to do. Um, and we're starting it off with a rival. At going to Judge, love their stadium. Hopefully it's not too cold because – would love a little crowd there. And and then we you know what? We actually have more away games than home games. And I kind of like that because you know, business trip when you're traveling. And if you're gonna compete in the postseason, you gotta be able to travel well. So you know what? A little adversity will only make us better. But we started off with judge and then our first real challenge right off the bat, uh, beyond in conference schedule. I mean, in conference, let me just say is always you know, throw the record books out because they just, they, they want to scrap and it's going to be a tough one and anything can happen in lacrosse, you know, peaks and valleys. So you never take a game for granted first off, but then American fork is going to be a really great game. We're going down there and uh, you know, bigger school and we welcome the challenge. You know, you got to up your competition if you're going to, you know, take it to the next level. So that's going to be really exciting. We have Skyview coming down to us. Um, I believe they're from up north. So that's kind of exciting because, you know, just getting teams that don't normally get down into our valley to get some, get some extra games in and, you know, help their program. Because, heck, if everyone said no to them or didn't go to them, like they're not going to be able to take it to the next level. And when Utah's buzzing because all these teams you know get get their 16 games and we all play each other i mean that that's when the sport's at its best um but you know jumping right along we got we got cedar valley which is you know rematch from next year we're going up to northridge that's going to be exciting yeah i've heard they've got a, a pretty darn good team skyline is going to be an awesome game bigger school right around where uh juan diego is I mean, and it's at home Friday night, 7 p.m. under the lights. Put it down in your calendar right now. That's going to be electric. Um, but then, you know, a couple, uh, we got Highland again. They're, they're always a tough team. And then, you know, we kind of get into one of my favorite parts of the schedule. Um, on the 14th of April, we, we go to Olympus. And, you know, I know Nick Merrill over there. He's a great guy. And I hope he has a great year but we're coming for them. And I think, you know, it's going to be a really fun game. We're, we're both excited. Wasatch comes over to us. We had an electric game with them last year, down like seven, four at half storm back to win by one or two at Wasatch. Um, and, you know, always tough to play on a universal field. I learned about what that was last year for the first time. So <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, love to have that game at home this year. Um, and then we and then we play Brighton, and I'm really excited for that one because you know Brighton they got they got a really darn good team, and um, I'm excited to see how we stack up against them on the 22nd of April. And then um, you know some some in conference games to wrap it up. Um, so I think you know we're traveling, got some good games at home, playing some new teams, and I think that's just so great to you know not always get paired up with the same group and play against some different systems and. Um, you know, we're, we're just really excited. We're, we're very excited at March, March 11th. We kick things off. It, it can't come soon enough. Well, and, and, you know, coach, it's really just right around the corner. You know, what, what are we talking? Maybe two and a half weeks. So 
hopefully, hopefully you got the guys ready. Uh, you know, we're kind of in that two week period now. It's not a whole lot going on, but uh, talk about your team. You know, some, te- some coaches love to talk about individuals, some just about their groups, whatever you want to say, you know, feel free, but what should we know as, as a casual fan about, uh, you know, the Juan Diego Soren Eagle this year? So what I'm, you know, what I'm so excited about is we graduated 14 or so seniors last year. We had a, you know, we had a great record, won most of them, lost a few of them. Um, so, you know, you, you, a lot of people worry when you graduate that many folks um, and, you know, oh, rebuilding, what have you. But, you know, we got a lot of guys who could compete and we're, we're excited to bring it. I mean, there's not one game on our schedule that I don't think that we have a, a fair shake in. Um, heck, that's to be determined. But uh, I'm just really pumped about the the energy this year. Guys are excited to play. They're excited to kind of change the culture. Juan Diego used to be a wagon, and now they, uh, you know, they had a few years where heck, they're not playing Park City in the championship. And you know, everyone at the school, we're all aware of it, and you know, we want that to change. And heck, it happens early it happens late in january when you start and you just set the tone um so you know the captains logan huggard and jacob anderson both long poles they uh got plenty of tick last year and they're gonna play a lot again this year and they're just they're both just real good defenders good stick skills um and, and their leaders. I think that's the most important this time of year. They, they both understand the game, very, very high IQ guys. And, you know, you just, you trust, you trust them when they're off ball, you trust them when they're on ball and heck when, when the ball's on the other side of the field and I can't yell right to our close side, I, I know they'll know what's going on. So those guys are some anchors we have. Um, but you know, offense is going to be awesome too. Brad Tack, who former Juan Diego player, Westminster stud, he's joined as an assistant coach and, you know, he, he just really understands the game. He's um, he's got a really high attention to detail and he's just, he's just focused. Uh, he, he knows what he wants to do with them and he knows how to get them there. So we got a couple, um, you know, returning guys that I think are going to make a difference. You know, Lance Ebner, Mason, number six on our team, Mason Kegel. You know, these guys were sophomores last year. They're juniors this year, put on a couple pounds. Um, I think they're going to make a little bit of noise here. And uh, Wyatt, Wyatt Robertson, W, he's got shipped in from – Colorado, I believe. And yeah, he's got, he's got a mean stick, a little bit of a box style. We, you know, we also got a goalie coming back freshman last year. And um, I think he, you know, he's going to be great between the pipes, couple uh, juniors and, and seniors. I'm really excited to see them just up their game. Um, Joe Funes, Antonio on our, on the X at the face off. And um you know, there's a couple of sophomores that have become juniors, you know, that I, that I just, there's just a, f- a couple good ones. I can't, you know, I can't get it too far into it, but, you know, I'm really excited to see how they mature uh, this, this season. Uh, anything else you want to mention as we wrap up here? Let's see. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just so excited to be a part of, you know, the Utah lacrosse family, uh, just being able to compete with all these teams and, and coming into, you know, 
just Utah coaching and high school lacrosse. You know, it's amazing um, how much has been going on while folks back East have been sleeping. I really think there's some, there's some awesome players out here. And I just, um, you know, I, I want all of them to get that recognition that, that they deserve. And heck, just cause you're out West or an interior state, like not in Maryland, I wasn't from Maryland, but like, who cares? There's so many great players and great people that are adding value to the game. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of it. And yeah, I, uh, I'm really, really, really pumped for this year. D1 just kind of started up. Everyone's watching those games and it's just going to be so fun to get out there and play, get back in the film room, see what we're happening, what they're doing and just, and just learning more about the game. Heck, we all just love the X's and O's and the great plays, the creativity, the things that are, you know, you can't coach, but they just happen. Um, so, you know, I, I wish everyone, everyone that's playing this year, you know, best of luck. I hope you exceed your expectations and, um, you know, restring your stick twice a year. <laughs> that's good advice, coach. I appreciate that. One, one last question for you. Villanova hosts Fairfield this Saturday. Any score predictions? Yeah, they're playing at 11 o'clock our time. It's going to be a great game. I will be watching 100%. Um, I have, you know, I got Nova minus six. I think it's going to be a, a 17-11 game. Okay. I like it. I uh, Truth truth be told, I don't follow Villanova much, but uh, the, the little that I do know, I, I think that I, I like that pick a lot. So... Should be a good one. We'll all be tuning in. Coach, thanks for your time tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to seeing what Juan Diego does the rest of the season. Tim, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for all you do. Uh, I look forward to the next one. Please have me back soon. <laughs> Will do. Thanks, Coach. <laughs>